listener production. Wall Street consolidates amidst the latest signs that the US labour market is moderating. And Aussie shares expected to open lower on Thursday as Washington H. Sol Pattinson lobs a $3 billion bid for perpetual. I'm Tom. And I'm Ryan. It's Thursday the 7th of December. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Ryan, as we speak right now, we have the Dow Jones ever so slightly in positive territory. It's up 0.2 of a percent. The S&P 500 is just negative, uh, as is the NASDAQ. The SPY futures are indicating that we'll be lower uh, by about a quarter of a percent when we kick off. What did you make of the ADP report, the private measure of what's going on in the jobs market? Well, Tom, what we did see is a continuation of the cooling in the US labor market, and that continues to lead to a rally in both equities and bonds, supported by evidence that a soft landing will allow the Fed to cut rates in 2024. We saw modest job growth in the month of November. If you look at the private payrolls from ADP, just 103,000 jobs were added. That was below expectations for 130,000 jobs. And we did see job losses in leisure and hospitality. That's been one of the biggest job creators during most of the post pandemic or COVID period. So we saw losses of 7,000 jobs for the month for that sector. Trade, transportation, and utilities saw an increase of 55,000 positions, and we saw education and health services add 44,000. So overall, not a bad outcome, but it's not the best. The sector that shed the most jobs was the manufacturing sector. That outcome there is not terribly encouraging, is it? So we saw declines there of 15,000 jobs, and that's despite the settlement in the United Auto Workers strikes. We did see also a 5.6% increase in annual pay, which ADP said was the smallest gain since September 2021. So that's a positive outcome on the inflationary front. The interest rate on a two-year government bond at 459, so that's uh, up ever so slightly by one basis point. But 10-year government bonds are down by six basis points in yield terms to 4.11 at a three-month low. I suppose what we often talk about, Ryan, when it comes to economic releases is where's the friction point for the market? So it seems as though now we are um, perhaps maneuvering towards a lower than expected outcome when it comes to Friday's official jobs numbers. Certainly, if you look at the outcome around the long dated 10 year number down by six basis points really does reflect the fact that the bond market's expecting a weak payrolls number on Friday, Tom, as opposed to the two-year, which was slightly up. But labour costs fell more than economists expected. We saw labour costs down by 1.2% in the September quarter, while productivity increased at a higher rate than anticipated. It was up by 5.2% in the September quarter. So basically, that would imply that we are seeing the back of the worst of the wages growth and inflation story. The big news last night, however, was around energy. So what we did see was oil prices fall by around 4% overnight. So as it stands, the US oilnomics price is down 4% to $69.45 US dollars a barrel. They've touched their lowest level since June. As a larger than expected rise in US gasoline inventories exacerbated worries about fuel demand. For me, in the bigger picture, the fact that they have lowered their selling prices to the Asian market is so telling. And, you know, you just can't put a fig leaf over that. That is the the main catalyst. And now we have got oil prices through the bottom end of a recent trading range. And when you see that type of price behavior, it's worth sitting up and paying attention because, you know, that's where the opportunities are, I suppose. 
and importantly from a consumer perspective and also inflation in the United States, all prices falling down as much as they have. have seen gasoline prices hit $3.22 US a gallon on average on Wednesday. That's the lowest price since January the 3rd. So certainly that's ahead of the holiday shopping and travel season. Good news for consumers and for the inflationary backdrop. Energy stocks slid 1.2% with the oil prices down around 3 to 4%. And we saw Halliburton and Baker Hughes both down around 2% in US trade. In terms of other news around companies, alcoholic beverage manufacturer Brown Foreman shed almost 10% after it missed analyst expectations for fiscal second quarter. It was the worst performer on the S&P 500. We did see some mixed outcomes in the mega cap stocks picture. We have got the NASDAQ down slightly at the moment. Microsoft and Amazon were down about 1% each, but Tesla outperformed, lifting about 1%, Tom. And on the other side of the ledger, Campbell's Soup delivered some better than expected earnings, and that stock is one of the most improved in the S&P 500, up 7%. And also worth pointing out in the context of what's meaningful for our market today, where lithium names are concerned, having seen several sessions of acute selling, the world's biggest producer of lithium, Albemarle, has seen a recovery uh, up by around 5%, but that's modest in the context of how far uh, it has fallen, uh, along with other stocks in recent days and weeks. Just quickly on the stock front, the pharma group Merck has fallen by 16%. Uh, there was some optimism about an MS drug that had been trialed, but it has missed some key objectives in those outcomes, and that's part of the reason why the stock has fallen precipitously down by about 16%. And in London, the UK FTSE 100 index gained 0.3%. It lagged after British American Tobacco lost 8.4% after saying it would take a hit of around 31.5 billion US dollars on writing down the value of some US cigarette brands. And if we look at commodities overnight, Tom, apart from the oil price, we saw gold futures up 0.6% to 2047.90 US dollars an ounce. Iron ore futures jumped 1.6% to 132.92 US dollars a tonne. And that is on the back of concerns over China's supervision of markets to ensure price stability beginning to fade. So we could see those those steel-focused and iron ore-focused miners performing quite well today. Indeed, the Aussie dollar is trading at 65.6 US cents. So that soft underbelly in yesterday's GDP on national accounts figures is casting a pall over the local currency. And it has consolidated that conversation about the uh, possibility of rate cuts emerging in the Australian picture, which was you know, less certain a couple of uh, days ago, to be frank. So uh, there are a couple of factors that stood out there, weren't there, Ryan? There were. So the economy barely grew in the September quarter. It grew by just 0.2%. That was the weakest outcome in about two years. And we did see household consumption flat in the quarter, and it has been crawling along now for several quarters. In fact, it's been the worst run of numbers for household consumption since the GFC. That does highlight the impact of higher interest rates and also cost of living pressures on consumers at the moment. One thing that stood out was household savings ratio dropped to 1.1%, the lowest since 2007. That's at a time when mortgage repayments had jumped 28% from a year ago, the highest so in 50 to, years. So just to put that into context, that savings rate pre-pandemic was closer to 6%. So that's a pretty significant uh, adjustment. It was, and households are also under pressure with the amount of tax being paid also lifting. So we've seen expiry, the lower middle income tax offset, 
but also with the strong jobs growth and pay rises, we've seen yeah. people obviously bracket in creep. High, bracket creep into into higher income tax ranges. So more tax payable. So households are definitely under pressure at the moment. And that was reflected in the household disposable income measure uh, down by more than five and a half percent over the course of the last year. So again, you sort of pull the focus out to the bigger picture, that tightening of financial conditions through higher interest rates and lower disposable income, it would be certainly quite encouraging from the RBA's perspective in terms of where the uh, threats lie when it comes to inflation or indeed the, the pathway to lowering it towards its target. Yes, and markets have repriced on the back of this and are now saying there's only a 10% chance of a rate hike into next year. So, that said, the uh, the Aussie dollar is trading at 65.6 US cents. Just to recap, the uh, local share market is going to kick off with a deficit of a quarter of a percent. Have a great Thursday. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067254399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.